Have you ever wondered how you can get more? I think the biggest question to that question is to give more. And so this week we wanted to dive into The Go-Giver, which is written by Bob Berg and John Mann, because they give some very simple principles. And I think that's one thing Jalen and I here at Beyond Real Estate with Jalen try to do with this business segment of our podcast is share simple ideas to solve what can feel like complex problems. So we wanted to dive into a few topics on this one. Your true value is determined by how much more you give in value than you take in payment. Your income is determined by how many people you serve and how well you serve them. And we want to conclude with the most valuable gift you have is to offer yourself. Welcome to Beyond Real Estate with Jalik, the podcast discussing parenting, real estate, and business. Every week we go in depth on how to become successful in life and business. Nick, take it away. With no further ado, I wanted to jump into this one. It's a short read. It's a quick read. So not only is it short, it's very quick to get through. And like I said, it's easy and it's entertaining because the authors do a very good job of creating characters that you can relate to, that you can not just relate to, but almost feel like you're the main character that it takes you through just because of of the setting they do a good job of creating. So with that first one, first bullet point, your true worth is determined by how much more you give and value than you take in payment. That was an aha moment for me personally, reading it, not because I had never heard something similar, but again, it just simplified a very complex idea, which I think we all want to know how we can get more business, how we can grow our business. And their secret to that recipe is figure out ways to, again, give value and have that be at the forefront of your mind versus getting it. How can I give more? How can I do more for Jalen and help him with various situations, not just buying and selling houses? Like, how can I, I don't know, has something happened to his wife and do I reach out and do something, get him a gift card to a restaurant so they don't have to go out and eat because she's cooped up right now. Like those are ways to create value with someone. We've talked on quite a few things of value first, whether that was posting on social media, making sure you're given value. This is a very open secret. So many times we get into a business, whether it's a small business, new boba shop down the street, or for those of you in the Midwest that know boba shop, but wants to open up there because y'all don't know what boba is. And that's, I don't know, a new boot store. I don't know what you guys have. You want to go to places that you feel comfortable with that have given back to you one way or the other that has a human face in front of it. And when I say human face, human qualities. So they're giving, they're kind, they're polite. They give you value just by talking to them. They give you a good conversation. They never ask anything of you. So at the end of the day, you almost feel obliged to give them your business. That is because they have provided value to you one way or another, whether you knew it or not. And that is something that a lot of businesses really struggle with. And if you see a business that goes under or that closes shop, it usually means that they were trying to sell more than give value to their clients. Selling something at the end of the day is what pays the bills, but giving value is what keeps your doors open. So you have to understand and look at it from your prospective client's point of view. What am I doing to make your life better? If I'm reaching out to you, what value am I giving you? It needs to be a value first mindset. And that can be as easy as having a nice conversation or saying hello, checking in with them, seeing how the family is. 
that's all value. Your favorite relative does that all the time. And they're not trying to sell a dang thing to you. That's the kind of mindset and mind shift that separates a good company from a company that closes fairly quickly, especially if you're brand new and it's a small guy in a big pond. You really have to go out above and beyond and give value to people. Absolutely love that, that first one. And I'll piggyback on that real quick. Just doing those small things, it's something as simple as answering your phone. I can't tell you how many people in my industry don't call back, don't acknowledge that you've called. It's crickets. And you're just like, wow, it's interesting. And it'll be interesting through this shift in the market of who survives and who doesn't. But I think just as important as you noted with those that are young in the business, those that have been in the business, are you willing to change? Are you willing to adapt to new technologies, to new ways of doing business versus just yep. doing it the same old what could be a less efficient way? How do you scale things to make your time more efficient? So I think that's another angle to look at things from for when it comes to giving a little bit more in, in value yep. versus looking to receive. So segueing into your income, because that's what makes the world go around is money. But your income is determined by how many people you serve. And I think this is probably the more important part, how well you serve them. It's that idea yeah. of quality over quantity. Right. It's not just me doing a transaction for somebody. Hey, have a good day. Have a enjoy your house. Bye. Next. And yep. And I think that's the challenge that anybody in, in sales is up against when you have people that will do the same job for a different price point. Because let's be honest, it's going to be hard to convince me that someone who's willing to work for bottom dollar is willing and able to consistently give top quality experiences. Because if I know I'm getting bottom dollar, I'm pumping through the quantity world. And now that quality experience is probably going to lack, especially consistently. Maybe I give it to some, but I probably don't give it to all. And I think that's a reality, again, for longevity, to stay relevant yeah. over long well, periods. Let's just keep with our, our weekly tally of shitting on insurance agents for a second. Insurance agents are so bad at this. Oh my God, you guys sell the same thing. I've talked with enough insurance agents that at the, you have to reshop because, you know, your good rate is only good for a year and then rates go up at the end of the year. So then you, everyone reshops them. And that means that you constantly have a flow of people, but there's no reason for people to come back to you. Say they reshop, they go with another person, makes sense. But then that next year when it's time for them to re-up, what value have you given them? How have you served them in that, in the meantime? What now makes you different than all of the big box insurance companies that have been advertising to them year after year and, and gave them little chuckles or let them see Patrick Mahomes on the TV a few more times. Like you haven't let them see Patrick Mahomes on the TV. As silly as that is, they've already given them more value than you have. If you have not reached out to them, said happy birthday, and more than that too, called every once in a while, you can get a deal, you can close a deal, you can have people that say they wanna work with you, but at the end of the day, how are you still serving them? What are you doing to actively serve them? And that's something you need to take in mind. And I only have one more thing to talk on this point, and then I'll throw it over at Nick. Remember, if you serve someone poorly, they're probably not going to write a big negative review for you. Most people that have bad service, unless they're the regular Karen or male Karen or whatever we're calling them now today, unless they literally just blow up at you, which can happen from time to time, and you know that you didn't serve them well, or they perceive that you didn't, most people that you actually don't serve well aren't going to say anything. They might even give you a five-star review and say that you were awesome. But if you didn't actually do anything special for them and didn't go above and beyond, you didn't actually serve them as well as you could have. That's where that initial statement of 
Your income is determined by how many people you serve and how well you serve them, regardless of how many people you served. Did you do an above and beyond job that they say you rocked it to all their friends and family? Because that's ultimately when you know that you serve someone well is when friends and family are now knocking on your door saying, hey, you helped John so much. I would love that same service. My last thought then would be one idea to do that while you went above and beyond. Set a standard to say, hey, you're going to be hearing from me at this time. And actually, this is something you told me, Jay, from a, <laughs> responding to people. It's, hey, I'm going to respond to you by tomorrow by noon. And you respond to them that same day by 5 p.m. So give yourself a cushion to say, know what your standards are and then do your absolute best to exceed those standards. Don't just meet that bare minimum. It's like, whoa, he, like, he got back to me so much faster than I thought he would or so much faster than I thought she would. And I think those little things add up. So it's not just one phone call, of course, <laughs> but it's, hey, I'll get that information to you for the house by, by tomorrow at three. And again, maybe I'm following up late that night because I wanted to stay up or I'm doing it early the next morning. But again, you're just creating that routine to where that's just what you do. And that's just yeah. who you are. But again, you've set specific timeframes because what if crap did hit the fan? It's I need to make sure I meet that bare minimum, right? Because that, I think just simply by setting times, it creates a standard because they're oh, yeah. wondering, when am I going to hear from them again? It's, hey, you'll hear from me by tomorrow again at 3 p.m. You've already got rid of one of those big worries of, so what now? And I think that's one of the other benefits too. It's a small detail, but it's one that gets rid of the unknown. Because I think the unknown, once I don't know when I'm going to hear from Jalen again, and we just had a good conversation, and so now what? And, and then that segues into, and, and Jalen just touched on a, a couple of these points in a couple of different ways, but the most valuable gift you have to offer is yourself. So whether it's the social media world, whether it's a postcard, those are all nice touches, but it's still not you. And ultimately, how can you bring things back when you want to do more for more people? back to knowing who they are and what their individual situation is. Again, yeah. if I understand that Jalen has two kids and a wife, I can relate to that differently than my neighbor, Sam, who is single. And yep. the conversations are a little bit different, but you don't know that until <laughs> you, you get to know people a little bit better, which again, that third point is the most valuable gift you have to offer is yourself. So give yourself those opportunities to get to know other people because that's where, again, the business really comes from. And especially everybody's talking about what right now, the economy, recession, blah, blah, blah. I think more now than ever, if that really is on the horizon, relationships, people want to lean on those that much more, right? Yeah. So if you're someone that's in business that doesn't rely on relationships, I think it's going to be really hard to survive when people start pulling back saying, I don't have as much money to spend. I don't want to do as much, but you know what they are going to do? They're going to lean on those in their inner circle the most. And if you're yep. not one of those people, you're on the outside 100%. looking in. I'm going to just address the naysayers. So the people that are like, I sell a product and people either want it or they don't. That's really all there is to it. One of the big things would be, say, your restaurant. People either want Italian food or they don't today. That's all there is. Maybe that could be one angle of it. Or you could be a pillar of the community where everyone goes in order to enjoy a family meal with great atmosphere and servers that are their friends. And the owner goes around and talking to every table, introduces himself, knows all the regulars, knows where everyone lives in that neighborhood, really grows personal relationships. And so it continues to bring people through the door. If you've ever, Nick, have you ever watched Gordon Ramsay's Kitchen Nightmares? No. All right. That's disappointing. There was an episode of a restaurant in Monrovia, California. That's wow. You got to at least watch that one. No idea. Had no idea. 
Gordon Ramsay is a hero of mine. He's amazing. Anyways, everyone's like, wow, Jalen has a hard on for Gordon Ramsay. That's interesting. Learn something new about Jalen today. Every time he goes in there, he's, he's addressing what is wrong with the restaurant. Okay, food. Oh, yeah, yeah, we'll get food. Okay. Quality. Okay, yeah, 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 quality. Wait staff aren't friendly. Okay, what do you say, wait staff? The number one thing he does every time to grow their business, a community event, something that lets everyone know that they are in that neighborhood, that they are a part of that community, that they are rejuvenating the community, that they are wanting to have a bigger role in the community. That is his number one thing. The man has 22, 23 Michelin stars, meaning he has some of the best restaurants in the world. And his number one go-to for creating more business is purely just getting back out in the community and building more personal relationships with people. It's yeah. funny you mentioned community events because that's how I got this listing that I have open <laughs> house for this weekend was doing a community event. And I hosted it in March. Uh, it was a free shredding and dumping event. And I hosted a little block party. And that's how I got this listing. So called it, he called it Take a Dump with Gump. Shrimp with gum. Shrimp. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Your next one should be take a dump with the gum. <laughs> that one. And then you can have porta potties right next to the right next to the bins. That will be fantastic. And then then a big then a big picture thing that says I took a dump with gump. And then it's you and the person. Have a photo. Yeah. Uh, have one of those photo booths. Hashtag dump with gump. That's mm. brilliant. You're welcome. Moving on. <laughs> but yes, really, community events with Nick's example, too. Why did that listing not go with another realtor? Is it because that there wasn't a realtor that works that area that uh, has more experience than Nick or that has sold more houses than Nick? The answer is yes. But Nick was the only realtor that did a personalized face-to-face, -face, how can I add value to you first? The other people didn't do that. They sent a dopey card, postcard. <laughs> If you want to sell your house, let me know. I'm sure they got blown up with phone calls from all the vultures that are like, oh, someone passed away in this house. That means that the house needs to be sold. If your favorite person in the world, if they died, and then the next day people started calling to ask for their baseball card collection. Are you gonna be like, oh yeah, actually I do need to, no, fuck off. Like the, like they just passed away. Same thing with the house. Right. Nick offered a service was human, made a human connection, and then offered the service that he provides. So much better way to do it. Offer yourself up, not like for those of you who are in Colorado, not Colfax, offer yourself up. Maybe everyone knows what that means. Nick, do you know, are you familiar with Colfax? Is Colfax ever yeah. referenced anywhere yeah. else? Yeah, it was referenced. In California? When I was, no, not a cat. No, it's the no. longest oh. continuous street in the U.S. I think, wow. I think that's right. Is it? I'm going to Google it. Nick, you give your final thoughts while I Google Colfax. I'm going to get so many bad things on this. Final thoughts. Take initiative with what you do and how you do it. Because, again, the best gift you can give someone is yourself. And you can't do that if you just sit back and wait for people to come to you. You have to go to them. So hopefully you, you can find a little takeaway here, a nugget here or there that uh, you can find benefit. So thank you for joining us here on another segment of Business Bookend and join us next week because we are at the same time, same place. So on behalf of Jalen and I, thank you all for listening and we'll catch you here next week. Quick, a quick thing. I was right. Colfax is the longest, uh, longest street in America, just over 50 uh -huh. miles long. So no idea. Have a great weekend, everyone. <laughs>
Hey, thanks again for listening. If you want to hear more of Jalen McKenna, Colorado's mortgage dad, and his take on the Colorado real estate market or just mortgages and mortgage news in general, check out the links below. Also, check out the links below for more information on products, books, or references made in this podcast. And please don't forget to subscribe, like, and share.